Welcome to Critical Issues Commentary, the podcast ministry of Gospel of Grace Fellowship, a non-denominational Christian church in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. This is Jessica Kramis, your host for today, and I'm speaking with Bob DeWay, Gospel of Grace's teacher and theologian, and author of Critical Issues Commentary. Now, we have been discussing Dutch Sheets' book, Intercessory Prayer. We are going to take a break from that for probably three episodes to discuss a video that came our way featuring Dutch Sheets. Now, the book he wrote back in 1996, and this video we found really shows that nothing has changed. It, what we are dealing with in his book is still what he's teaching today. Now, internet technology being what it is, it was brought to our attention that people looking for our Dutch Sheets videos or what people who have watched them are having this Watchman Decree by Dutch Sheets show up in their feed. So we want to stop and we want to deal with this Watchman Decree. It is very typical of new apostolic reformation teaching. And so it's going to be a good thing to just walk through and examine biblically. So to begin with, I'm just going to read through the first part of this decree, and then we are going to discuss how the New Apostolic Reformation uses decrees or declarations, what their view of our role of government is, and then we are also going to look at how a decree works in Scripture. All that will happen over, we hope, three episodes. So to start with, here is the Watchman Decree. As a patriot of faith, I attest my allegiance first and foremost to the kingdom of God and the Great Commission. Secondly, I agree to be a watchman over our nation concerning its people and their rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, here's the, here's the important part. Whereas we, the church, are God's governing body on earth, we have been given legal power from heaven and now exercise our authority. We are God's ambassadors and spokespeople over the earth. Through the power of God, we are world influencers. Because of our covenant with God, we are equipped and delegated by him to destroy every attempted advance of the enemy we make our declarations and then wow. the declarations are going to follow. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, there's so much just in there, what I would call their preamble that we've dealt with in past episodes. It's all summed up right there. Yes. I've written about these things now for several decades and this hasn't changed one bit. Right. And it goes back even further than that, way back. Okay. This claim that the church is to be governing over the earth now. We, the church, God's governing body on earth with legal power from heaven. That's why we're, we need to do three different episodes to cover this. For whatever reason, clearly the real apostles didn't know about that. Right. And we'll show you that. Somebody, no one informed Paul that that's the way it is. Right. He says he's he words it quite differently in Romans 13. Yeah, and we're going to cover that. I thought about that. This, where does this come from? Well, we know where it comes from. This dominion theology, new apostolic reformation, 
uh, the church, Christ can't come for the church because we're defeated and we're not good enough uh, and so on. This continues to go on. There's hardly a claim that's not so grandiose that they won't make it. Right. If and the church is the governing body on the earth, how do we know that and why would we believe that? Right. There's really no evidence for that. But interestingly, watching this video, okay, so, so this video with his Watchman decree, it was it was at an event held on September 15th, 2022. And whatever arena they were in was just packed. And the gentleman asked Dutch Sheets to recite his decree. And here's this whole huge crowd standing and cheering and reading along with them. And as he goes, I mean, he gets more and more and more, I would say, I would call it aggressive. He honestly seemed angry and he's just shouting louder and louder as it goes. And they're all cheering. I don't know. There was maybe a thousand people there, maybe more. And now this video has 178,000 views and over 8,000 likes on YouTube. So this is, it's just growing and it just shows how much this theology is really infiltrating the American church. And it's really heartbreaking. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't have known about this other than a friend of mine who I told about these videos we've been doing and we're getting feedback on, went looking for them and this thing popped up and he decided to watch it and he came over and told me about it. Right. I wouldn't even have thought about such a thing. And then simultaneously, I'd been doing uh, some work for another ministry that was asking about the New Apostolic Reformation. Okay. And to go back 15 years and go through all the teachings. When I studied this and wrote about it, the claims of the New Apostolic Reformation, uh, Bill Hammond, um, William Branham before that, and going all the way back to Jane Lead, I wrote about it. And the claims are so grandiose. And the, the basic idea is that the church is redefined to be dominionists who are going to be perfected before the return of Christ. That's right. And, and one key issue that we've talked about before, but in case listeners haven't heard this, one critical piece of their theology is this idea of transferred authority. And that comes right through in here. We've been given legal power from heaven and now exercise our authority. So if you, we don't ha have time to spend on that, but you can go back and look at various past episodes. And we talk about this idea that delegated authority is not transferred authority. Now, let's just define the term here for a little bit for listeners who might be new. When these uh, NAR teachers are using the term decree, what do they mean by that? Well, they believe that they have um, the authority to enforce what God wants done. We've seen right. earlier. Yes. And so in earlier episodes, we talked about how the claim was made by Dutch Sheets that what's lacking in Christ's suffering is our part to enforce what he wants done. Right. 
And so this enforcing, we find out now in the original book in 1996, he, he would get revelations from heaven about something that's supposed to happen somewhere like Guatemala. And yes. then enforce it and gives examples of this. But this here claims that the church is God's governing body on earth. That is not taught in the Bible. That's right. And now when we were preparing for this show, you had mentioned Romans 13 and how that is just so opposite of what we're finding in this decree. Do you want to take a few minutes and read those verses? Sure. Romans 13, 1 through 7. Every person is to be in subjection to the governing authorities, for there is no authority suffer from God. Those which exist are established by God. Okay. Therefore, whoever resists authority has opposed the ordinance of God, and they who are opposed will receive condemnation upon themselves. For rulers are not a cause of fear for good behavior, but for evil. Do you want to have no fear of authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. We'll talk about this more later. But in other words, Christians aren't called to be criminals. Right. Or insurrectionists. Okay. And Paul was arrested by Roman authorities at the behest of the people that made accusations, and he appealed to Rome. Okay. okay. And they didn't have a good uh, emperor at the time. Right. Verse four, for it is a minister of God to you for good. For if you do what is evil, be afraid, for it does not bear the sword for nothing. For it is a minister of God, an avenger who brings wrath upon the one who practices evil. In other words, restraining murderers and rapists and evildoers is beneficial because during the church age, it's our job to preach the gospel. Yes. So that people are redeemed, their sins are forgiven, and people are being added to the church and they have citizenship in heaven. The citizenship here is temporary. Therefore, it is necessary to be in subjection, not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. Christians aren't called to be evildoers, obviously. And for because of this, you also pay taxes. For rulers are servants of God, devoting themselves to this very thing. Render to all what is due them. Tax to whom taxes due, custom to whom, whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Now, the idea is that during this time, during the times of the Gentiles, from Pentecost, until the beginning of Daniel's 70th week, during the church age, the church is not here to subvert civil authorities, but to preach the gospel, because God will save people from amongst all sorts of people, Jews, Gentiles, people, whatever their past was. If people turn to Christ, they're added to the church, a part of the kingdom. Now, that's the worldview Paul taught. Okay. And in 1 Corinthians, he literally told them and warned them against their over-realized eschatology. Do not go on passing judgment before the time. Wait till the Lord comes. Yes. That 
in regard to trying to cl- claim which preacher was better than somebody else. Right. Much less de- determining who's going to rule over civil governments. Exactly. And they're just... <laughs> There's just nowhere in scripture where we are called to do that. That sort of thing has happened in church history, and the sorry outcome can be read by anybody who reads books on church history. Yes. Untold evil has been done in the name of God by the church of one sort or another, claiming to have governing authority over the earth. Right. And people have been martyred and tortured in under that concept. I'm yep. not accusing the people at that particular conference now of intending anything or doing anything like that. But we know that the church is not God's governing body on the earth now. Right. So we have their first whereas here. We, the church, are God's governing body on the earth. False. Right. We have been given legal power from heaven and now exercise our authority. False. We are God's ambassadors and spokespeople over the earth. False. So, you know, and we can discuss some of these other ones, but they're whereas they're saying based on these things, we can make these declarations. Their foundation is false. Yeah. The the word ambassadors use the word ambassadors for Christ. Yeah. People to be reconciled to God. That's a, we are ambassadors of the gospel. Right. And so the gospel disappears and false categories up here. And anyone reading history, the Hundred Years' War, the Thirty Years' War, the horrible, horrible things that were done in the name of the church claiming civil authority over the earth. And now we're supposed to take it as a given. That that's the way it is? Right. And they just assume that. And then even looking at the next one, through the power of God, we are world influencers. Okay. Is that a biblical statement? Depending on how we define that. It's true that we are salt and that the presence of Christians who pray for the civil authorities and take care of their responsibilities are salt and light on the earth. And so there's an influence in that way. And when Christians behave as Christians do, which is being good neighbors and praying and being good citizens, that's true. But that's not the same as demanding that everything be subjected to us. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to bring disrepute to Christ by being the worst person on the block taking care of my <laughs> part of being a citizen. Yeah. But that, they don't mean that. They consider that rather pathetic. I know that from having read many pre- previous books. Right. The Apostolic Reformation and even being sick or lacking money and authority they consider defeated. Right. Okay, so let's look at this next one. Because of our covenant with God, we are equipped and delegated by him to destroy every attempted advance of the enemy. 
Well, there's a lot to unpack there, but can you give us just the brief two minutes okay. explanation? What exactly is the nature of the new covenant? I think we would actually disagree with them there, which is a very foundational thing. But the nature of the new covenant is that we are saved by grace through faith in Christ alone, and God will complete the good work he has done in us. What would be their version of the new covenant? Well, they're, I, I'm bringing up the idea of the new covenant. What they what their covenant is, I'm not sure, but the new covenant yeah. of Christ's blood is about forgiveness of sins. Yes. That God came into the world to save sinners in the person of Christ, second person of the Trinity. Okay. He died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust, to bring us to God. Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34, talks about the new covenant. Okay. At the Lord's Supper, we talk about the new covenant in his blood. It's about forgiveness of sins and looking forward to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Right. And now we live in a wicked world. We're strangers and aliens in this world because we are called out of the world and being added to the kingdom, meaning our citizenship is in heaven. It doesn't mean that those who believe that are defeated and pathetic Christians and to, are to be blamed for everything that goes wrong in the world, including the weather. Right. And that's that. So as we are recording today, you won't see this right away, but as we are recording today, Hurricane Ian is just kind of barreled right through Florida. And I don't want to get us too off track, but there are plenty of people that would either find a way to blame the Christians on it or call that judgment of God. Well, they should read Luke 13. Yep. All right. So. Well, we can record on that one another time, but let's let's swing back, though, and talk about this. We are equipped and delegated by him to destroy every advance of the enemy. What do they mean by that? Okay, so here you have the warfare worldview. Okay. And another component of this is called strategic level spiritual warfare. Okay. And... Again, irrigating to themselves what God is in charge of, which is the divine counsel. Okay. And when Daniel, for example, found out about Michael and the prince of Persia, he was praying to God. He wasn't gaining revelations and declaring what's going to happen in the heavenlies and how it will influence the earth. He only knew about that because... He was told at the end of his praying. Right. And oh, that came from God. Daniel didn't declare it to God. Right. And he didn't gain a revelation ahead of time. Yes. What was going on? Their version, it's not uncommon for these uh, New Apostolic Reformation types to visit heaven or claim they did and learn things and how things are supposed to be beyond Scripture. But as a matter of fact, God doesn't give up his rulership over all things to people on the earth who make these grandiose claims. Okay. So we don't need to gain a revelation about what 
angel or spirit is over what territory. And it's not our job to decree how God's going to run his universe. And this takes things that we would have in an ordinary way. I read Romans 13 to be good citizens. Don't claim the right to be an evildoer in the name of being a Christian. Uh, pay your taxes. We're told to pray for the governing authorities. And that is our role because we're here to be ambassadors for Christ, for salvation, not to take dominion over everybody else. Right. Furthermore, the covenant we have with God is through the blood of Jesus. And it's about atonement and redemption and eternal life, not about us ruling over civil governments and geographically defined entities. Yes. And I would add that it's not about us having authority over the spirit world either. No. We have freedom from the domain of Satan because we've been redeemed. Okay. We've talked about that so many times. Colossians 1, 13 and 14. So we're not these masters over the nation that the false teachers claim that we are. This is unbiblical. Yes. So we recently watched an interview of a guy who was saying, well, the New Apostolic Reformation isn't claiming we can write scripture. Okay. And I did that for preparation for a video shoot that was done talking about some of these claims. Now, frankly, this is not correct. This is what happens is, well, we're not writing scripture, but they claim that there's always been apostles in the church. Rome has them. Okay. So what happened when the Roman Catholicism had their own apostles claiming apostolic succession? Right. Eventually you have religious wars, subjugation, and what have you that you can read about in church history. Yes. So to say, well, we're not writing scripture, but then you make this sort of decree that's against what we learn from Scripture, you have the same confusion, contradiction, and impossibility that Rome ended up with. Right. Okay. So if the decrees of latter popes and councils and whatever go against Scripture, Mm -hmm. create a purgatory and an unbiblical priesthood, reject the authority of Scripture, the priesthood of every believer— Oh, we're not writing scripture. Well, what about the New Apostolic Reformation? If they're not writing scripture, they're making decrees that are unbiblical. And what good is a decree if it's not binding? Right. It's worthless. And if it didn't come from God, they're decreeing something that's absolutely not appropriate. It may very well and probably is harming the body of Christ. Yes. And in saying this, I'm not saying I disagree with the fact that a lot of evil is going on around the world and in America, and that it grieves us. Mm-hmm. It does. But what does the Bible say about that? When Paul discusses that, he says they think it's strange that you don't run with them in the same excess of dissipation. They right. They you. 
Mm-hmm. They'll give account. Well, what the New Apostolic Reformation, which is, by the way, it's not new, it's not apostolic, and it's not a reformation. <laughs> but That's what right. Do is look at that sort of thing is rather pathetic. Okay. Are, and who are we to live godly lives by His grace in a world that hates us and point people to Christ? Well, we could be making decrees and rule over all the wicked people. Wow. And, and I mean, looking at this, okay, so we are the world influencers. Well, reality is the world hates us. And yes, we will influence them in the sense that if we are preaching the gospel, God will call more of his people yeah. out of the world, but it doesn't change the world itself. Right. And this leads to the same confusion. Unsaved people see this. They don't know what to believe. Right. about a church that says we are the world. Yeah. But the Bible says we're not of the world. Right. The world hates us. But if we're going to be the ones who take charge over the world and decree what happens, as if we were part of the divine council, which we're not, mm-hmm. we weren't invited to the meeting. Right. Look at Second Peter 2 and Jude. So they think, well, maybe the liberals are right. This did very well have just the opposite effect. Yes. Maybe maybe the Christians are the problems because they want to use fossil fuels and the whole world is going to go bad that way. I've written about that. Mm-hmm. We need to preach Christ and use reason to argue for issues that make sense. And if we have, as Jessica's raising a couple of our grandkids and her her sons yeah and homeschooling there are many things christians can do yes but that doesn't mean that if we don't decree that we're the ones who are saying what's going to happen in the entire nation and arrogate to ourselves this kind of authority we're just using the liberties that god's given us and Really, it's it's just not good to make these claims. It's it makes people think the Christians really don't have their best interests in mind. All right. Can you give us a quick 60-second wrap-up? Okay. What covenant do Christians have with God? Okay. The new covenant. Yes. In his blood. Who instituted the the covenant? God did. Okay. All right. Christ died for sins once for all. We're part of it when we turn away from the world and sin and self and trust Christ alone for the forgiveness of sins and become part of his people. And the church, therefore, exists in a world that hates us and hates God. All right. Amen. We are out of time for this edition of Critical Issues Commentary Radio. You can access this episode and many others, as well as years worth of articles at the website, cicministry.org. While you're there, click on contact and send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. We want to encourage you all to stand firm in one spirit with one mind and strive together for the faith of the gospel. For Critical Issues Commentary, this is Jessica Kramis. And Bob DeWay. We'll see you next week.